Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> How you all doing? Yeah, well I hope you managed to enjoy the best possible Christmas ever. I'm sure that your house is a bit of a disaster with wrapping paper and all sorts of chaos around you. Well certainly that's what my house looks like at the moment, I don't know. The big fella in the red suit definitely visited and absolutely wrecked the place. There's full of toys and just crap everywhere but hey we can't get depressed with it can we because that's exactly what the holidays is all about yeah uh well let's get into the introduction shall we instead of me wibbling on about my christmas hope you guys had the best time but let's get into this week's pod shall we if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is piping and drumming of a competitive nature. Mm. <clears throat> with each and every podcast, we invite you guys to share our show with your mates and uh, yeah, help spread the love of the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. We've been doing this now for quite a number of years. We've got a huge back catalogue of episodes. So, um, yeah, be sure to check it out. There's a lot of great stuff back there. A lot of big name interviews, some hard topics and stuff to cover. And, uh, yeah, quite a lot to delve back through the archives. And sometimes I enjoy doing that myself just to see where we've been and where we are now. Mm. Anyway. Like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. And uh, yeah, you know, why not treat yourself to a bit of a post-Christmas gift and click on support and you'll get your hands on loads of extra content. Yeah, all that extra stuff from our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, exclusive interviews, performances, videos, podcasts, episodes of Big Rab Show Plus. There's loads of stuff back there on Patreon. So if you do want to help support the show, then you can... And, uh, yeah, you'll be part of the Patreon faithful. Indeed. (laughs) Now, as you can imagine, this week's podcast is being pre-recorded again. Uh, I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team are taking a well-deserved break, I suppose. After a year's worth of podcasting and radio and live streaming and social medias and all that sort of stuff, yeah... I think us and the Big Rab Show team are taking a bit of a well-deserved break. So our heels are well and truly up on the sofa in front of the telly. And, uh, yeah, just relaxing, basically. But we did not want to leave you guys without a podcast this week. And, uh, yeah, you can guess by the title of this week's episode that, uh, yeah, we're bringing back an old favourite. But around this time last year, we had Bob on the show and... uh, He's back again. Yeah, we'll get into that first of all. But yes, we don't have any listener mail. uh, But our email address is always open. You guys can send us in your thoughts and comments as always. BigRabShow at gmail.com That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com There you go. Send us in your emails. We always love to hear from you. So there's no word of the week this week. There's no weekly drone. None of that nonsense, unfortunately. But yes, normal service will resume very soon. Don't worry, as we get through the holidays and stuff, and then, yeah, business as usual, I suppose, come January. But, um, yeah, 
Let's get into it, shall we? Yes, I have to talk about our ongoing promotion with Andrew Douglas and Camille Late's brand new book, Finding Bagpipe Freedom. Now, I do hope that a good lot of you find that book under the tree for you. And I do know a good lot of you have. So, yes, it's quite an incredible publication. We've been talking about it now pretty much every show now. And for good reason. We have an ongoing promotion at the moment where you guys can get money off when buying a copy. So just by using our promotion code BIGRAB whenever you're at the checkout and you get money off. So yes, go onto the website, find them Bagpipe Freedom, purchase your copy of the book. But before you do, use our promo code BIGRAB and yeah, it just instantly drops money off before you even click the pay button. So there you go. Just by listening to the pod, you get to save a bit of cash and you get your hands on quite an amazing book. There you are. Alrighty, well, with that all being said, we don't have any news and views and stuff, because like we said, we are taking a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a break, but we will have normal service resumed again, like I said, whenever the team all return from our bit of a break. But, yes, this title of this week's episode is not clickbait. Now, if you thought last week's episode with Jack Lee was good, and let's face it, it was pretty awesome and the video of that actually is up on our youtube channel now so if you do want to actually see the video of the interview with jack lee then go and have a watch at our youtube video in fact there's a good load of videos up there actually from all of our previous interviews well worth checking out by the way hmm i know it's a shameless plug isn't it but hi it's my show it's my show i can plug what i like (laughs) Alrighty. well i think at this point i should possibly go and get myself a big cup of tea hey let's get into it i think it's time for the topic of the week Having launched the Regimental Series in March 2019 and the Axial Series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers and their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClelland Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers.
visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah yes, topic of the week time and you've guessed it. The title of the episode kind of gives it away. Uh, yeah, this time around this time last year uh, we had Bob Warrell on the show for the first time and uh, you talk about an incredible interview. He even gave us one of his most embarrassing moments which involved a wardrobe malfunction. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but yeah, what an incredible interview and at the time we did ask Bob if we would be up for coming back onto the show again for another blather. And of course, he politely obliged. And here he is again this year for another holiday appearance. Um, so I don't know if I really want to call Bob kind of our our Christmas gift <laughs> to you guys. But honestly, it's absolutely brilliant that Bob took time to chat to us. This was recorded around the time that Bob had just finished his work at the Glymphitic Championship. So all around that period of time when he flew over to the UK done his comparing and such at Glymphitic and then flew back home again. Really a busy time for him. So I have to say a huge thank you for Bob to taking time to chat to us on the podcast in the first place uh, for what is quite an incredible conversation. So guys, I'm not going to keep us any further. Let's get into it. Let's welcome to the podcast, Bob Worrell. So welcome to the podcast. Well, it's that time of year again. It's kind of obligatory now at this time. (laughs) Welcome back to Bob Worrell. How are you, Bob? I'm doing fine, Rep. Uh, as well as can be expected this time of year with everything that's going on. That's it indeed. Well, with the pandemic and everything, it's had a terrible effect over this past year. I know as we were chatting in 2021, we were hopeful that we would be back on the grass again for 2021. I mean, and, you know, dates were in the calendar. We were all gearing up for things and the year turned out as it turned out. Yeah. How was your year, the 2021? (laughs) Uh, I got through it. Um, mm. Kept myself busy. I like to be busy. I don't. I don't handle life very well if I'm not busy. Mm. And and I think if you talk about people in terms of a continuum of how much of a social animal from someone who likes to be alone all the time and they're not that fussy <laughs> on people to the other end of the continuum, I'm over here. Yeah. So this the, the isolation is is tough for me. You know. Mm. Um, not afraid to admit that, um, but kept myself quite busy. Um, there were so many things that kind of came flying my way. Would you write an article for this? Would you judge a tune composition contest and online competitions and everything? Yeah. I tallied it up the other day, and I think not just events, but actual full competitions. It was during the pandemic adjudicated around 30 of these. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And on all different continents, and mm. uh, so, and it's and it's fun too. As as time went on, the, the quality of the recordings, people got better at it. Yeah, and um, and there's certain things that you have to, I think, overlook, um, mm. given the recordings and everything else. And, uh, you know, it it kept the younger up and coming players motivated. You know, some some Certainly. of the um, the seasoned veterans and that some chose to participate in it. Some chose not. And I understand from, from both sides, because mm-hmm. I don't know if I were competing, if I would have been involved in the competitions or not, maybe depends. Um, so, you know, that, that kept me busy. And then the, the George Sheriff contest, which we organize, we thought that would be live this year. Yeah. Just 
you know, with five American players, five Canadian and border restrictions, we just couldn't. So we had to do that virtually. Mm. And, and it came off, it came off really well. Um, and, you know, the playing standard was for, for the amateur players was really quite high. Um, so as I say, just, just staying busy there, no traveling, you know, people say, Oh, you're, you know, I like to get out and do a lot of gardening. And I said, well, another year that, no weed was safe in the garden. No. <laughs> you know. That's it. No prisoners were, were taken. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So can I ask you then, obviously, Glen Fittick happened mm-hmm. this year and you talk about one heck of an event. I was glued. And then the fact that we could actually go back and watch it again for mm-hmm. a whole week after it happened. I have to admit, I watched it like four or five times now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can I ask you then, what was it like to be there in person? <sighs> Well, I, I know they had restrictions as to how many people could be in the, in the castle. They had mm-hmm. that restriction. And uh, so they had to- sold those in advance. And then they had a, a, a number of tickets that they could sell at the door, which yeah. would take them not to full capacity because they weren't allowed full capacity, but mm-hmm. they sold all those tickets. So in essence, what they were allowed, they sold out. Yeah. Um, so there was a really good audience there. And as you know, it's a very knowledgeable audience. And, uh, and one thing I have to tell you, I hadn't thought about is when you walk out there, grab the microphone, I hadn't thought about what I'm going to say at the start. It just really, I, Why? I, I talked about, <laughs> you know, the usual and you're welcoming people to blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, just the, the usual banter. And but then, what do you say just to kick it off? And I walked out and I took a look and here's this huge audience with huge smiles in their face. Everyone was smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Noticed that on camera. And, and all I could say, I think it was something like, welcome back, you know, like, <laughs> um, and we had a contest uh, which was postponed an outdoor contest here in Ontario at the Coburg Highland Games. Usually they go earlier June, I think. And they didn't want to cancel. All the others had canceled. They, they put a, a placeholder date in for September the 11th. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they went. And it was, a, it was a great day. And the same thing. I had, had never seen so many smiling faces at, at an outdoor contest. And just, just people getting together again. And, and after a couple of years at the Glen Fiddick, being able to see great friends, you know, who are yeah. playing, who are in the audience. And just be there with friends it was it was absolutely terrific and then a few days after uh, because of the uh, pcr test we have to have before coming back into canada 72 hours no more than that so i hmm. oh, can't fly back right after the glen fit it so we arranged to come back on thursday so i had the That's test sweet. on the monday downtown glasgow and uh, back came the results <laughs> negative as expected and there you are and then safely home again so can I, that's one of the things I've noticed from the little events that we've managed to have with Glenfiddich being the biggest, um, I think, on the piping scene, that the overwhelming feeling is that it's not the competition. It's the fact that we're able to play again and be together. And that's exactly what you've said there. There is a real joy to it, Bob, I think this past year that people have found. Yeah, I think. And that's maybe one of the positive sides of all of this. We. I think with a bit of a taste of it, the Glenfiddich and a couple other things, mm. we've begun to realize that it's way more than the competition. Yeah. 
That's it's it. a camaraderie and everything else. And as as we know that with um, with the internet and how we we communicate, and whether it's you know WhatsApp or FaceTime, all mm. of the various modes of communicating these days, our our community is very very tight knit. Oh, and, definitely. Um, you know across bands across countries between countries across continents and everything mm -hmm. and um when we all can finally get together at a world pipe band championship um it, it's going to be interesting to keep people focused on their music rather than how are you doing haven't seen yeah. you years. all this kind of stuff. stop it Focus. exactly yeah come on we have an msr to do here absolutely <laughs> And no, we say this hundreds of times on the show that we are a piping family. You know, we may well compete them bigger with each other, but essentially we are all one big loving family. You know, that we're in this together for the same reason, and that's the love of the music. So no, I can't wait for the world. And if anything, if any, that brings me neatly on to my next question. Um, in the mail this last couple of days, uh, I managed mm -hmm. to get a copy of Piping Times. Um, which is a fantastic publication, by the way, uh, by the National Piping Centre. If you haven't got a copy of this yet, go to the website now and order it. Uh, but, Bob, you've got an article in here, actually, which talks about this incoming season for 2022. Mm -hmm. And you say that it's going to be a watershed year for pipe bands. And what, what do you mean by that? I think there are going to be a lot of things we've come to. Let, let's assume it happens, okay? Mm. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> um, the international uh, part of that, the whole fabric of the day of the worlds, mm. I don't think it's going to be quite the same. I don't think you'll see as much international participation mm. for a wide variety of reasons. Um, for the most part, related to to COVID and travel restrictions and yeah. and people's concerns and safety and 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 all of that. Um, I, there are a lot of people thinking that there'd be people kind of walking away maybe from bands for, for a bit because they've had a couple of years where oh, I really got into my golf game or fishing or the garden or That's the family and, yeah. or I didn't have kids. I wasn't married. Now I'm married and, and I've got a young child or two mm -hmm. young children and the focus changes. Um, and that, I think that might be the case. Uh, but I think there might be some partners who are saying after two years to say, oh, I want to just stay home with the family. And, and the partner might be saying, get off. Yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we all need our space and, and we all need what contributes to us as a full human being. So I don't think it's going to be as significant as that. And mm. Some people are saying the band numbers might be a bit lower. But if we take a look, we've had two years of people graduating, let's say, from conservatoire. Yeah, yeah. And these players are terrific. Oh, incredible. And, yeah. and they can walk into any, well, some of them already are where before, but mm. there are others who could walk into any grade one band, drop of a hat. Oh, completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you might see, I think that I'm, I'm trying to think back. It might have been one of my predictions in, in the article that the average age in the the top elite bands i think it might be a bit lower i think you could be right there you know with bands such as bog hall and shots with a lot of young members coming through and i dare say you're correct there yeah 
So I, I don't know. There seems to be a real hunger, especially, well, with us on the Rab Show, we see a lot of the messages coming back and forth from people who are just itching to get back onto the grass again. So mm-hmm. I really hope that 2022 will be a bumper year for bands, for sure. Yeah, it's... I, I really I really think you're... Well, I think I mentioned to someone, and I don't know if I put this in the article, that if it'd be interesting to have some data, and I don't think we could retrieve it. It would be maybe going back to... Uh, the days of Strathclyde Police and saying to Ian McClellan, okay, when you're in your heyday, let's just list the players in the, in the pipe corps and the drum corps. And around that time, how old were they approximately? Just kind of go yeah. down and average it out um, and, and, and do that with, you know, some of the people who played in shots during the heyday there with, with Tom McAllister, et cetera, yeah. and get a rough idea of the age, the average age, and then, project that through to the present day. That would be interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. And along with that comes the creativity that is associated with, with the youth in these bands, Uh, creativity. That's great, but sometimes has to be tempered a little bit. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) but then, and that's, that's the other thing. If you take a look over the last two years, um, the creativity that has come forth in terms of, publications of music oh yeah it's been second to none really this past while there's been so much new music presented yeah out of australia Mm. big new collections fantastic collections out of canada new collections fantastic music out of ireland Mm -hmm. terrific terrific collection that that alan tully put together and then you, you you take a look within scotland it's just and I was thinking this morning about this before we uh, did the interview here. Hmm. Oh, gosh. I bet we've got over the last two years about 20, that'd be a rough estimate, new publications of music. Yeah, I think it could be right there. Yeah, okay, yeah. definitely. It's been quite a prolific time, you know, I suppose, over various lockdowns and stuff. It's given people opportunity now to look at, well, I've nothing else to do. I'll maybe write that tune down now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just, uh, yeah. Bill Livingston and I just finished adjudicating uh, a tune composition contest. The association here in Ontario is 75 years old. Yes. And um, so they had a, a tune composition contest um, sponsored in part by the association, but also Jim McGilvery with his uh, Pipe Tunes website. That yes. is a massive financial supporter for this. Hmm. And uh, so Bill and I were asked to adjudicate the, the two, four March contest was open to anyone globally. Mm-hmm. Um, 42, 42 compositions, 42 wow. four parted two, four marches. That's crazy. Uh, you know, we had no idea who the, <laughs> the composers were. We just got the manuscripts and then Bill and I over yeah. the week or two just kept going back and forth and whittling our list down. Mm. And then there is a four, four contest that um, I think it's aimed at, a tune that would commemorate the anniversary for the association, just open to people within our association as mm. composers and a tune that could be played mass bands, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we had 17, 17 tunes yesterday. We just finished wow. making our decision on, on the result of that one. Uh, that's it impressive. was great fun. Yeah. That's yeah, great a lot. fun to work. Yeah. Great fun to work through that with Bill. It was, it was, we had great fun with it. I'm sure. Yeah, it was, if anything, it's great to see that so many people are being so creative with the music now and writing all the time. 
it's only a positive thing because I dare say that a lot of this new music will find its way to the piping scene, you know, and, and band scene, and we'll hear a lot of new music, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm. So, Bob, can I ask about your judging? You were talking about the various online events and things, and you talked about little pitfalls and stuff with technology and all the rest. How do you find judging an online competition? Do you find it easy or difficult? Judging is difficult. It's work. Full stop. Yeah. It is work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there, gosh, there there are things that in a live performance, if you're out in the field, Mm. the day of the games, outdoors, and a young player is playing in front of you and you're trying to get a read on drones or something, but there's an event just a few meters away and pitches different, and you're going, ah, his or her drones, are they spot on? I can't. And, Mm. And you find yourself, because of interference, giving them the benefit of the doubt. I see. Yeah. Um, and the same thing here, you quite often have to give players the benefit of the doubt in certain situations. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, the, the, the latter contests where the recordings came in, you're expecting these players have, they've been doing a number of them. So they've kind of mastered the technology. They've got better yeah. microphones and everything else. Mm-hmm. So you're, less inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, It takes more time because you end up listening to the recordings and whether it's one of these um, stewarded ones where they actually play live, they're given the time, all of that. I've done done some of those too, Mm -hmm. Um, or where they send in recorded performances and at your leisure, you go through them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regardless, you end up doing rough notes and then you go back and, you put your comments onto mm-hmm. a prescribed score sheet. Um, so you also feel compelled, at least I do, to give because you've got the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's not like you're adjudicating the Northern meeting or the Argyleshire gathering and one player finishes and the ne- here comes the next one marching along. On the yeah, course. within 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at some of those contests, they're not getting an actual score sheet back Mm, yeah which is another another debatable item for Mm. sure um but um because you've got the time you feel you need to put a little more on there and rather than a lot of short forms you try to be a little more articulate in that yeah um so they understand exactly what you're saying uh so it takes more time and i'd say at least double the time at least double the time so, and, and I know from a competitor's point of view, it takes more time for them as well because they would record it one run, they would listen it back and go, no, take two, take 22. And they would play it, you know, so many times until they are happy with it. So in a way, it's kind of similar then for judging. As you say, you're, you're trying to be kind of really coherent in your language and take time over what you write. So yeah, I dare say it's a bit of a laborious task for both competitor and judge, but at the end of it, the end product is, you know, that's what you're after, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's been a good motivator to keep people going and my hats off to the associations Mm -hmm. who have, who have done this. Uh, I I think it's terrific. Now before COVID, I did an interesting one for the folks in Australia Mm -hmm. and they said, we would love to be able to fly an outside adjudicator in, but it's a matter of expense. Yes. So what they proposed was they would do a live contest. Mm-hmm. 
the players introduced. There was an audience before COVID. Yeah. And uh, Murray Blair, I think, was the, the person who recorded each of the performances, oh, the live mm-hmm. performances with the live audience and everything. Yeah. And edited out the tuning or the excessive tuning. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and then I was forwarded the recordings right. with prescribed blank score sheets and worked through it over a couple of days after the contest. And then they officially, their association officially announced the result the following week. Oh, see. Uh, yeah. It allowed them access to an outside adjudicator. They just didn't get the result that day yeah so Mm -hmm. it's just another creative way of that's interesting yeah Mm -hmm. there's been so many different methods of doing this i suppose Mm -hmm. so yeah it's been interesting to watch for sure now with with 2022 on the horizon we i do again have dates in the calendar touch wood that we're going to happen uh but um do you think that the kind of online element will remain now that it's kind of been established over two years or do you think that we'll scrap online competitions altogether I think it will remain. I think we're probably going to have some kind of a hybrid model mm. where there'll be, of course, live in-person contests throughout the world, throughout the year. But I think some of the contests that ran that attracted players from all continents. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think... I think some of these contests will continue in, in a virtual fashion yeah. uh, to attract that international component to some of these mm-hmm. in particular to the, maybe more to the amateur events. Yeah. Um, and even the, the summer school that we did here in Ontario this past year, initially we thought, Oh, we'll do a live summer school. And then all of a sudden COVID uh, uh, and the yeah. association had never, had never run one it always relied on other bands or organizations within the province to do summer schools Mm -hmm. so we needed to and this was uh, michael gray came in as our new president and he said we've got to do this what do you think i said couldn't agree more and uh, i still remember he he said well i'm chatting with the chair of the music committee jim mcgillivray and we figured given your background in education i thought oh no here it comes oh oh (laughs) you're you're the one to uh organize this so i said okay i will help facilitate that but i need a team and i need an it literate team Mm. to surround us and everything and and the the group we put together is terrific instructors and um and and the support people Hmm. but we opened it up globally fascinating and we had students from east coast to west coast in canada who would not have been able to fly in the cost of flights accommodation everything we had them from east coast to west coast in the u.s um (laughs) we had um one student from germany wow right Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. there you go so it we've been talking about this coming summer and uh, well, we want to do it. Mm. Um, and initially, we were thinking, oh, this will be live. We won't have the same numbers because we had really big numbers. We won't have the yeah. same numbers piping and drumming wise because the flying in and the cost of all of that. But yes. um, here, here comes a new variant and 
Yeah, see, that's it. That's where we are now at the moment. You know. know, we just deflate when we say it's a new variant now happening, mm. and you just just feel like you're a balloon that's just going. Shh, yeah, not again. <laughs> For God's very sake, much man. so. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll be doing this one virtually again because we've got the model now. We know how to do it. See, that's it. Yeah, a lot of folks are thinking that now that we've done these kind of things before, we know how they go. And you know, whereas before we were figuring it out, you know, but now. Yeah, but I dare say the in-person thing is definitely, yeah, that's where a lot of people want to go down, for sure, yeah, mm-hmm. with a bit of luck. So can I ask you one final judging question, and then we'll get off of judging altogether, all these very serious judging questions, my goodness. I'm normally talking about cheese and driving tractors. Um, and, pizza, and, and pizza, right? And pizza, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so can I ask you that we had uh, Rab Mathisims on the show a while ago, and he was talking actually about judging ensemble and stuff. And he talked about how sometimes it's just not on the performance and how technically good it is, because at the top flight, we all know it's going to be technically good. But he talks about how a performance makes you feel as a judge when you're standing watching, you know, a performance from a band is that it's, it's that X factor that he mentions about it's the feeling that it generates. Is that the same for yourself, Bob, whenever you would be Absolutely. judging a performance at top flight? The same thing? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and and it's funny you know if if you're the piping adjudicator you feel that Mm. you feel that energy and the emotive side of things just coming across to you and yeah and you're you're dragged into that just like a hoover just pulled into the music and then still you have to evaluate some of Mm. the the technical aspects yeah but they they be they take a back seat Mm -hmm. as they should as they should um, and it'd be interesting, you know, like you've got that, that musical impact factor, and then mm-hmm. you've got this tonal and technical thing that you expect at that level to be givens. Yes. And if a band has a significant bump up on that, it, it can really, really, you know, tip your hat. It results in you tipping your hat toward that performance because it, it, it moved me. Indeed. And yeah. uh, and and I and I find I find that you know you're sitting. It would be interesting to see if there if there is a world's and if the BBC covers it again because I don't know at this point in time a lot of things are up in the air. But um, when you're making summary comments on a band's performance, um, I think that our piping and drumming people out there expect me to say something in terms of sound and technique and everything yeah, else all of the, the technical stuff yeah <laughs> that's that stuff is so obvious that is like it is yeah. it's just so obvious to comment on that's the easy bit you know well mm-hmm. you know you know, you're talking about mi- you know minor technical things at that level yeah but to articulate the emotional impact that something has on you and it might be just a minor tempo thing that just it just lacks some energy in those reels. Yeah. Or or they went overboard a little bit and you feel mm. unsettled. Pushed it too far, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the groove. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, if anything, you've been famously quoted after some performances at the World Championships where you you've have you have nothing to say. Well all, all you can say is just wow <laughs> it's those sound bites that folks yeah. absolutely love because it's, we're feeling yeah. it at home you know 
and you feel the same and it's just fantastic to hear so has there been any performances like that that's been so memorable where you've been oh, yeah. lost for words yeah 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 um any come to mind yeah um without well <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i got as you know i have to be somewhat careful as an adjudicator but yes i'm taking my adjudicator's hat off and just mm-hmm. listening in that booth with the headphones yeah um there there have been If I can go back so a year or two before O'Toole won at the Worlds, mm-hmm. and I forget where they placed that one year, mm-hmm. but um, there was an emotional side to this performance that really moved me. I was in the booth, and I remember, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't win that year, but it it really, really grabbed me. Now, what would I have done as an adjudicator, maybe – you're right beside the band and there's some tonal things or some technical things or whatever, but just yeah. as an audience member, mm-hmm. it grabbed me. And I think it might've been the following year, a year after that, that they, that they won. Um, and let's, let's face it, you know, with the number of times that Field Marshall has won the worlds, obviously there, there are some times there where, you know, mm. audience and, you know, aficionados yeah. and non-aficionados are going, Wow. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one of their performances in recent years where they finished, and I said, you know, that's as good as it gets, you know? Yeah, that, that's the famous quote, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there is, um, you know, some the musicality coming out of Inverary and a number of their recent performances. And where it really started to happen, and I think it was uh, The Water is Wide or something they played. And mm. Mike Cole from the U.S. was guesting as her bass drummer. And they went into the air and the percussion line cut out with the exception of the bass coming in very subtle fashion. Mm. And then the tenors started voicing in and then the full percussion came in. But it was that space. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that grabbed me. And I think more bands are utilizing space like yeah that. And, a, yeah you know you know medley medley construction and that um that simon fraser has improved dramatically over the last few years and mm. you know their last performances at the worlds i think people went oh they're back for sure they're definitely back. yeah so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh the same thing since um the new Ross took over in Bog Hall, the improvement yes. that that has happened in that band, like they're just all just chomping at the bit right now. And um, yeah, so, and, and then there's that creative element, the creative element that Chris Armstrong has brought to Scottish power that a number of those medleys in recent years have really had people going, Whoa, yeah, they really stand out. Yeah, and that's different. Mm-hmm. So it it'll it'll be interesting to see what Chris is putting together now, um, yeah. and you know what O'Toole's putting together, what what FM's putting together. Mm-hmm. Simon Fraser, you know, they're doing their thing with great players in the band, and what Bog Hall's doing with lots of young players coming in there. 
Yeah. And, and I, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more. Oh, that's it. You know, with a new PM at five place as well, a whole new musical yes. direction. Yes. There's so many other bands in that grade that we could be watching with big interest this incoming season. But I love the way you mentioned that, you know, less is more because in our conversation with Rob Madison, he mentioned it too. Sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. And in order to create that crescendo, you need silence to get to the climax kind of thing. So, yeah, I dare say we'll see a lot of musical voices, I suppose, in bands can, going forward. If I can deviate just for a second, a really funny mm. thing happened yesterday. A young lad that I just started teaching mm-hmm. and his father, older fellow right now, he's got back into his pipes and that. So he came to retrieve his son after the lesson. Yeah. And he said, and he was away from it for, for a number of years. And he said, mm. oh, I was lo- looking online. And he says, and I found this interesting clip. I thought, wow, he said. It was, it was a guy playing bagpipes with a cowboy hat on. Right. And he said, wow. He said, you know, I, I, I always knew that they had some really good players in the United States, but this is, this guy's terrific. Why? I've never <laughs> heard, I've never heard an American player play that well. That's just on the light music. It's just fantastic. Wow. Yeah. And really exciting, et cetera. And at the, the end, it was like, well, you've just been listening to the former pipe major of uh, Shots and Dykehead. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it was Rab himself was with Rab. a big cowboy hat on. <laughs> oh, fantastic. There you go. Uh, well, I have to ask you then, Bob, obviously, this now being 29th of December, we're rolling forward into New Year's. What are your hopes then for this incoming year for 2022? Oh, well, obviously, I hope that we have in-person live pipe band competitions. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm hoping we have a full slate of solo events at the Argyle Shar Gathering and, and the North Meeting in Inverness. Yes. I hope in our own circuit here in Ontario that, that we can have a full slate of competitions. Mm-hmm. From a super selfish standpoint, I hope that this new variant doesn't make life even more difficult for travel because I really want to come over for about five days to Celtic Connections. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be a great um, festival this year. Done it for many, many years and love coming over. No responsibilities. Get myself a hotel room, go out with friends for supper, a couple of drinks, go to a concert in the afternoon, go to another one in the evening. And just mm. fill my day up like that and just come back satiated with good music and friendship. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that. Um, Fantastic. I, I hope that this, we've lost, we've lost people to the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost piping and drumming friends to the pan- pandemic. Um, not right here in Canada. We've been mm. fortunate in that regard. But elsewhere, uh, not so much. And uh, mm. I hope I hope we all stay safe. Uh, I know the the association, the Pipe Band Association in Scotland, is working hard now at trying to look at how to ensure um, safety. What kind of protocols need to be put in place for adjudicators, mm. for bands, etc. So I know we had a, a judges meeting couple of weeks ago and discussed this and Mm -hmm. put forth a lot of our concerns our recommendations and that so i know the association's 
uh, wrestling with all of all of those factors and everything right now. It's so it's gotta be such a difficult issue to tackle, oh. you know, because not only do you have to keep the bands minimum and safe, but the spectators and the judges, like everyone in, involved in yes. this. It's yes. such a difficult thing to consider, you know? So, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm quite in agreement with you. You know, 2020 has been horrible. <laughs> 2021, again, not quite as horrible as 2020, but still not great. But we are looking forward to 2022 with hope, I think, for sure. But, you know, yeah. Rab, it's, it's programs like your own and others that, that are keeping us all connected and, and, and we're talking. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's 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 been difficult. It's been difficult emotionally for people too. It has. And if you're going through difficult emotional times, mm. you got to talk to people. Sure, you got to talk to people. You can't internalize it. You got to talk, and it's the only the only way to to maintain our sanity through through yeah. all of this. Through uh, all of was, it. Yeah, I was chatting with with a friend recently who. He and his wife, dear friends for, for many years, and uh, he lost his wife just a few weeks ago to ALS. Oh, oh dear. And for, for her sake, it was not a super prolonged over many years, mm. so it was relatively quick. But uh, he's going through the grieving process, and we, we chatted at length on the phone. And he said it was funny that he says, I've lost track of time. And, mm. and I'm trying to remember what happened. A certain event, when did that happen? Was it two months ago or was it last year? And he said, I yeah. just couldn't you lose that re- sense of time. Remember mm-hmm. it. And then he says, oh, I went to my doctor. He says, you know, do I have dementia or something going on? The doctor said, no. He said, losing your sense of time mm. is all part of the grieving process. And yeah. when he said that to me in the phone, I went, We've been going through this. Like I said, what month is this? What it? Yeah. <laughs> what day and is I think it? Because yeah. <laughs> to, a, to a great extent, for the last two years, we've been grieving. Oh, so certainly. we got to talk. We've got to talk. Got to talk to friends. Got to listen to this show. And you've got to have a giggle and put on <laughs> stupid sweaters and, and have a dram. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll do what we can to continue talking at, until our Glengarry's you know, get through up in the air again. <laughs> That's the hope anyway. Uh, so with that in mind then, but before we leave you, I always kind of leave with Rab Show Staples. We already know what your favorite cheese is and your most memorable moment, all that stuff. But can I ask you then about hobbies outside of piping, Bob? Do you read? Do you watch movies? Uh, you know, do you play golf? Um, we've be- no, God. No. Me? <laughs> My obsessive, my obsessive personality. I've never even picked up a golf club because I know right. what would happen. Oh no! I would, and it was like Ian McClellan when he when he retired from the from the police band and everything, <laughs> and he got serious into golf. He was out there every day. I know that would happen to me, and nothing else <laughs> would get done. Um, hobbies. I, I love gardening. Oh, I see, just love. Yeah. I love digging in the dirt, and I could be out there from when the sun comes up, the sun goes down. Uh, my dad and I, when I was a kid, we used to go out, oh, late August, and we'd go to these milkweed patches and find the monarch butterfly caterpillars, and we'd set yes. them up in jars and everything, and they would go through to the crystal stage of the monarch. So the last two years, I've been doing that like crazy. <laughs> Maybe a bit overboard, but that, that's in that. Um, I do read a lot. Uh, in fact, I tell you, uh, 
a plug for for Michael Gray's oh, Gray's notes. Gray's notes. This, That's fantastic, is, isn't it? Is a gem. It really is gem. And, yeah. And I had 25 pages to finish uh, the day before mm. yesterday. And I, I could have, and I thought, no. And I just set it down and said, I want to sit down with a cup of coffee and relax and just read the final installment. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, as a kid, we used to always in our home in the wintertime, of course, as you know, we get a lot of snow, especially mm. where I come from, where we get a lot more snow than here in the, uh, in the Toronto area. But we always had the card table was set up in the living room and -hmm. there was a puzzle. Oh, I see. Yes. Yep. We always, we always had a puzzle on the go. And uh, so I thought, hmm. Now, you know, I would sit down with my mother and my father had no patience for it. He would come in, see a piece (laughs) and he would try to jam it. There you go. And my mother would just go, don't say a word because she, and she would, Try it out and everything, and, uh, and that was his one contribution, which was a total failure. <laughs> and uh, so, got back into doing some puzzles last year. It was great fun. So I've go. got a whole stack of them all ready to go for this winter. And uh, excellent. A bit of puzzle work, a bit of reading every day, some tunes in the bagpipes, a lot of private teaching right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the online teaching continues for distance learners, and uh, yeah. And uh, as long as they're double vaxxed, the pupils can come into the house, but not double vaxxed. They don't mm. step inside the front door. Absolutely not. Oh, there you go. Well, Bob, I have to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We really appreciate it. And uh, I hope it's not another year until we actually get to chat yeah. again. <laughs> oh, no, I want to see you this summer. I want to see you this summer. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I hope to see you on the grass here in Glasgow yeah. this year with a bit of luck. Um, so again i want to wish you and all of our listeners listening right now a very happy new year and uh we'll see you all in 2022 thank you and happy new year to you too (laughs) oh what about that bob Worrell there absolute legend and you know i could talk to that guy from (laughs) for the next three or four years so cool to hang out with Bob and honestly it was fantastic for him to take time to chat to us here this holiday season and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that for sure. There you are. So yeah, quite an enjoyable topic of the week this week. Again, I know the usual stuff. We don't have any news and views and updates and stuff and we've no topic, well, we've no weekly drone, we've no listener mail, all that stuff. So yes, I'm sure we'll get some complaints in about that but fear not, we are heading into the month of January and New Year's. A new year, yeah, and hopefully a brand new season and that in front of us. So it's going to be an interesting year, I think. So yeah, no matter what you guys are up to right now with your New Year celebrations and everything, we hope that you enjoy it, I suppose. Stay safe, you know, don't be drinking 15 gallons of whiskey and then expecting to feel okay in the morning. So um, yeah, enjoy your New Year celebration. Uh, now that Christmas is behind us, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this week's episode because 2022 is going to be quite a huge year for ourselves in the pipe and scene, but also for us here on The Big Ram Show. It's shaping up to be quite a busy year, and we do hope that you guys can join us for the rest of this, well, 2021, what's left of it, and then into next year because we've got a lot of things happening. Mm, that's all I'm going to say on that front. Not going to spoil it. But uh, yes, we hope you guys can join us on future podcasts. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
Anyway, with that in mind, don't forget to share our show with your mates and tell them about what we're doing over here. And uh, yeah, for those of you who are hungry for the news and updates, then of course, follow us on social media, on our Facebook page, our Twitter and all that sort of stuff. That's where we post most of our up-to-date news and stuff. So we will do what we can to bring it to the podcast in the near future when we finish our little hiatus, our little break. Anyway, with that in mind, I will leave you... And wish you all a very heartfelt, happy new year. And uh, we hope that you've had the best possibly ho- best possible holiday season. And that, uh, yeah, here's hoping 2022 brings a, a bright future ahead. Let's face it, with this old pandemic nonsense behind us, pretty dark days are behind us. And all we can see in front of us now is the return of our music and its people. And we cannot wait and we will be there with a microphone annoying everybody for sure so from all of us here in the big rap show team thank you for sticking with us hope you've enjoyed this week's episode with bob and again a huge thank you for bob to taking the time to chat to us it was fantastic and we wish you all a very happy new year and we'll see you all in 2022 take care all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.